Hello, everybody, and welcome to our final episode of our 2020 season thing, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Year. Year. Decade. It's just been a crazy year. Just been a real crazy year. We are going to be doing our time capsule episode this year. It's our yearly tradition. I think this is our fourth has it really? Oh, someone's got to look up what already? our guesses were. Someone pulled up the the episode. Um, I, I think... mean, for all of every single time capsule we've done, I think one of ours has been like Last of Us Two would Last be our next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we finally get to talk about yeah. that this year. Possibly. What are you talking about? <laughs> Spoilers. So and it's been mentioned in I two of the possibly. previous podcast episodes, unless said that possibly. got cut out. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is our fourth because we did one 2017, 2018, 2019. I don't remember. Can you my find picks. the page with the guesses? It, it's, on, wait, it's on. It's on the. It. It's on the episode page for the previous one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do I have that okay. open already? Oh, I do have it open already. Okay. So you want the guesses? <laughs> yes. No, we'll talk about them afterwards when we do our guesses. I lied. I do not want. Them. <laughs> so yeah our time capsule is our way of just going back and celebrating the year in review uh this was a weird year for movies in that most of them didn't come out <laughs> that were of the major big tentpole variety and smaller movies too there were still plenty of games and lots of music and all that good stuff too i don't think ben's picking a meme but we'll see. Keeps threatening us. Yeah, did you pick um, something like Sonic again? <laughs> well, that wasn't a meme. That was a fucking movie. No, you you picked the movie. Well, I mean, but All right, hold on. The reason reason reasoning for picking it questionable. Ben, Sonic the Hedgehog redesign and fan influences. John, and I want to apologize. I can't believe I did not pick the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA Finals. I'm a terrible Torontonian, but... Um, we weren't doing sports because I would have picked the Blues. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, John was POCs and breaking barriers with Lil Nas X and Lizzo. Lauren chose Carnival Row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then there was an in-between point where it says, John has fallen asleep and will not be heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zach goes Rami. <laughs> um, Rami. Rami. Uh, you me. would know that had you not slept through it. <laughs> <laughs> I caught the beginning of that, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. I don't know. Have you watched Rami yet, Jen? No, I haven't yet. That should be your show for the break. Would you say he's slept on it? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's just keep um, them coming. As much as we can, every opportunity. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let John go first, so in case he does fall asleep, we get to hear from him. So, John, run! Your twenty twenty pick. Oh, here we go. John's runners up. Can I share my runners up? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at it, but that's fine. Okay. Someone mentioned it a second ago, and I legitimately Legit zoom. I legitimately want to say zoom <laughs> because it has changed my industry and oh my professional my life. Um, so, but yeah, and also just the ways in which it's caused me to reconnect with like friends, like who are in Canada. One of the things that I never expected was that um, they don't I, have Skype in Canada, <laughs> so you had to. Get I'd be way more intentional with hanging out like virtually but on a regular basis with my canadian friends than i would be my st louis friends um although my st louis friends we've done like socially distance like 
uh, fire pits and stuff like that um, as the weather's kind of gotten a little bit colder. But yeah, Zoom has, I mean, it's become a meme in and of itself. It's become a cultural phenomenon. We talk about Zoom fatigue. We talk about Zoomers for this uh, upcoming generation. Yeah, it's it's the fact that video, like multi-person video conferencing, which was something that existed prior to it, but then this company could come in and be like, well, here's our version, and it became the standard. That needs to be mentioned. Um, my second runner-up is the letterbox review of Joker that simply just says, this happened to my buddy Eric. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> just, just amazing. Amazing. Um, I think I saw recently someone posted on Twitter a, a movie poster, and instead of saying Joker, it said Joaquin Phoenix and Eric, and I died. <laughs> um, so that's my second runner-up. And then my third runner-up is Taylor Swift, because, of course... I think if Taylor Swift dropped a surprise album and I ended up liking it, it has to make its way somewhere in there. I think she's shown her versatility and her skill. She dropped has... two and still couldn't get onto your top spot. I didn't really like Evermore that much. Evermore like... is just as good as. It's, uh, maybe I need to give it another listen, but it didn't. It didn't have as much weight and impact um, as Folklore did this the first time I heard it, um, which could just be just uh, recency bias or not recency bias but like kind of the bias of oh there's a new like taylor swift album versus oh she did another one kind of thing i don't know i would say both already folklore especially but like even on evermore now which i've probably listened to four or five times they like half the songs feel like classic taylor swift songs that have already been around for five or six years that's just really i think says a lot about how great she is again like especially stepping forward into a genre that she wasn't typically like associated with and especially with uh artists like justin vernon and aaron desner and the fact that are those the national people justin vernon's bon Iver, and then aaron desner is okay. one of the guys from the national no she it's effortless and um in exile i think is going to be one of my favorite songs of the year and one of my favorite songs of all time potentially too just because her and him complement each other so well on that song and it's oh, so God. evocative um, i just don't like his voice what's weird amy, is that, amy what, amy hates the bon Iver song and does not the both of them and because of the his bon voice Iver song i'm fine with <laughs> evermore the national one i'm not the national one i like his voice more than the bon Iver one I, so. no, I just can't mm. <laughs> she i think she did a fantastic job with this album i think again not just with the shock of like just dropping it suddenly but also with her artistic merits i think it's it's gonna stand on its own but i think when i was thinking of like what i would say for this year yeah i think i tried to balance like because i think one of the biggest parts of this year was also like the, the political climate and everything leading up to the election and kind of a lot of consideration of the state. Are you of picking America. Joe Biden 2020? I'm not picking capsule? Joe Biden 2020. Okay. <laughs> but I did want to pick something that I think was a conflation of some of my like entertainment pursuits, but then also um, like had some good commentary and some good relevancy in uh, our society, which is why I chose uh, Run the Jewels' fourth album, um, which was also kind of a surprise drop. Um, but it was a surprise drop, like, the day after the murder of George Floyd. And I don't think there was an album that spoke to 
um, the needs and the the feelings and the emotions and the anger of uh, the black community as much as that album did um, in in our time. And it just it with everything that was going on with the protest and the riots and that kind of thing. I don't think there was an an album that captured that those feelings and those emotions as well as theirs did. And I still listen to it pretty frequently. I still bump that first strength, Yaki and the Brave, because it is phenomenal. Um, and it still, it it pulls me back to, there was a press conference that happened like a couple of days after. And this was when like, there was a lot of stuff happening in Atlanta at the time. And people were getting like very critical in the media because they showed like, a group of people like making their way towards like, not just like the police office or the police headquarters, but um, CNN headquarters. And I remember the Atlanta mayor and killer Mike going on TV for like a national press conference and telling people go home. Like we do not want this to turn into a mindless movement where we now start destroying our own community, especially a lot of the black owned businesses that dominate like a lot of uh atlanta and i remember him saying something along the lines of go home organize strategize and come back ready to mobilize as with the intentions of saying think about a plan think about what will be our next steps to gain to get our message out in the best way possible but it was it was about being strategic. It was almost like a civil rights call. It was almost akin to almost, I imagine, how the civil rights leaders in talking to a couple of my friends um, who kind of have a background in education around these kinds of things, like went about their movement, which was very intentionally planned out. And I thought it was very apropos for a very prominent voice in the hip hop community and a very prominent voice in the activism community, not just in Atlanta and Georgia, but in our national stage um, to show up and speak out in that way. Um, And to also like drop their album for that. Right. I think they dropped it for free too. I think for the first day or something like that, you could just download it, which I thought was kind of cool. Or like maybe, maybe donations went to, some civil rights groups. I'll have to look that up. But should Lauren listen to Goonies versus ET? Uh, we've already talked about this. I think I, <laughs> I think, I think I brought it, it up. The first does, time. Is the song about the Goonies murdering ET? Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not listened to this album, but I'm seeing. I'm intrigued by the Zach De La Rocha being on here, as well as Josh Holm being on one of the songs. As so well. Zach De La Rocha was actually on their second album. They, they oh, have yeah. a song called Close Their Eyes, which is also incredible. And if you haven't seen the video for that, the video for that is fantastic. Cause I, it's all like, I think it's all one shot shot in like long form too. So he, but he's great on it. But yeah, Josh Holm like apparently produced it as well, which I didn't realize. And the whole album. Yeah. And I, I was a casual fan of Queens of the Stone Age growing up, but, like, my buddy Chris was, like, really big into them, and so, like, a lot of times when we were, like, driving around in his car, he would just, like, blast one of their albums, and I would, I would, they were always one of those bands where I was just like, man, I need to get into these guys more, because even having my niche musical tastes, you can tell how good of a band they are. I mean, Songs for the Deaf is a fucking record, man. 
so yeah the the production on this album is incredible and i think the last song even in particular is probably one of the most i've been like a casual run the jewels fan for a long time but this last song like put me over the edge on this album it is the perfect closer to an album if there ever was one um one of the best closers i've ever heard um, that being said, this is not my album of the year. Stay tuned for my end of the year list. But it it's a fantastic record and a great kind of point in our societal kind of discussion, I think, especially around these issues. Thanks for teasing the website. Does anybody else want to comment on Run the Jewels? Does anybody else have a comment on Run the Jewels? Pretends to have heard of them before. I know music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. I am going to throw it to... Ben. Who, if I had to guess, he's picking... Tell us. Oh, you don't have a guess? No, it's, okay. it's Miles Morales. Guess. My guess, guess, one of my guesses would be Final Fantasy VII because you did not Ooh. list it as an honorable mention earlier. But that could have just been absent-minded. Wait, Ben, what were your honorable mentions? I missed your honorable mentions. You also gave, I think you gave um, Palm Springs four and a half out of five stars. So that could be it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, my honorable mentions here are Host. I just I think Host is such an inventive movie, uh, shot entirely through Zoom, and it's yeah. Speaking of one of John's picks, <laughs> yeah, 40, 40 minutes long, fucking terrifying. One of the scariest movies I've seen. I always in a long forget while. it's so short, right? Wait, but it goes, wait did you say so forty much... minutes long? Is it forty yeah. or like? Is it really just? It's, 40? it's basically like the length. It's I thought the it was closer to an hour. Meeting. Oh, that's like, right. They, they close at like a certain point. Yeah, that's mm. right. Unless you have like the the premium Doom Eternal, which is one of oh, it might it, it probably is the best first person shooter I've ever played. Like it has its mechanics are perfected from 2016s, which Doom 2016s, which were already just incredible it's more it's more doom and it just does it so well it's bigger bolder builds up the the doom slayer as like this just unkillable like being of destruction it's fucking fantastic ghost of tsushima for reinventing the open world game i did it reinvent it or was it just the first one you've really enjoyed i was gonna say what was reinvented (laughs) The way you navigate and the way you find things throughout the world is, is I don't think there's any game that's done it that way without a HUD, without this map, like, oh, go check this thing here. It's okay, yes, like, the wind thing, yes. But, like, I don't know if I call it reinvention. But to me, that makes it, like, that makes the whole thing feel drastically yeah. different. Like, I'm not checking off a list. I'm just like, oh, there's a bird. I should probably go follow that bird and see what, it, what it's telling that's me to fair. do. Oh, a fox. I'll go pet the fox. Primal technically came out last year, but I didn't give it a shout out because I didn't watch it until this year. And the last half of the season aired in October, so I'm kind of cheating with it. But mm-hmm. Primal is uh, incredible visual storytelling, action, just a really phenomenal show. You said there's no dialogue in that show? Nope. That's yeah, it's it's really crazy how many stories they can tell without any characters speaking to each other. Um and I like how emotional it can it can be. Yeah. Like 
Like it's it's incredible. I have I have two more honorable mentions. One of which I think Lauren is going to bring up, so I'm not going to go into that. The other one is Cyberpunk 2077. Really? I know from our conversation in the Discord earlier when he said this was one of his honorable mentions, I was just like, what? <laughs> I think it's something worth thinking about, like getting hype for a game, but also realizing that any developer, no matter how respected or beloved or like with what acclaim they've mm-hmm. had, they can fall very easily. And I okay, think so your honorable just... mentions aren't just like things I love this year. This was a shit show. Honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> But Ben, you said you liked the game. You just yeah, you gave kind of, it seven it out of ten, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also again like I had to probably it, it crashed every hour and a half yeah. to two hours, mm-hmm. and that's that's probably generous. How many hours did you put into it? You think about twenty two, twenty three, and it okay, crashed, yeah, because it crashed maybe seventeen times. Don't people say like you that? could spend like hundred and fifty hours in that game technically? Yeah, Lauren, how much time have you spent in? Witcher. Oh, Witcher? Uh, I think like 120, and that might have been before I played the DLC. I don't know. Was that the original one or the third one? Witcher 3. Okay. There are people who have spent like 300 hours in that game. In Cyberpunk? No, no. I was going to say, it's like, wow. But my my pick, as Lauren accurately guessed, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Just because that's a game that had... My expectations for it were so absurdly high, and it met them at every step of the way. Like, I told, I, I, I think I told Lauren this, but it's like when you meet, like, when you meet one of the pivotal characters in the game, like, I just teared up. Mm-hmm. And it's not even this big emotional moment, but it was just like all of this nostalgia, all of this, like, emotion I had, this attachment to these characters that, you know, have been part of my gaming life you know ever since i was a kid because they've come out in other games there have been other stories there's a movie anime it's like one episode it's not great (laughs) it's super smash brothers characters yeah and that's like i don't think there's ever been a better time to be a final fantasy fan because seven has been such a success sephiroth is in fucking smash brothers for some yeah, reason i'm, I'm surprised uh, your background Roth isn't mario like flying in to fight sephiroth right now <laughs> it's no it needs it's to great. be kirby as and like, sephiroth yeah when kirby absorbs sephiroth he has like the gl- the flowing silver locks it's so dumb but it's <laughs> i love it i can't get over how you misspoke i believe you meant it's perfect <laughs> like it's yeah, so no, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's perfect. It's derfect. I wrote it's a bunch of stuff on practically like a mini review of my own, but I think this this the reason like, and it ju- it doesn't just succeed as a remake because it it makes some really bold decisions that I think could have pissed off people, but the fact that something like with this amount of prestige and hype behind it was able to please like diehard fans like myself and also be like a stepping stone into the series for people like Lauren, who, Lauren, you definitely enjoyed it too, yeah. Oh, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, and it's... It was really good. The fact that it, it, it plays with it, it plays with nostalgia, but you don't have to have that for it to be an effective game anyway. I Yeah, well, just, well I'm, so Lauren, I'm curious, did you play the original one on PlayStation? Mm-mm. You did not, okay, because... That- I've never played a Final Fantasy game until this remake. Okay, gotcha. And then, Ben, I'm curious as to whether or not the transition from a true role-playing or not role-playing but turn-based fight system to 
this more action-oriented. Yeah, it's... Yeah. They blended it really well, the two different styles. Yeah, I'm so shocked just with how well this game did... It, I feel like it's been forgotten just to this year because all the end of this like end of year awards have been happening. I don't feel like it's gotten that many. I mean, shout it is outs. a remake. I mean, I it's can... got and it's also unfinished. Still, right? It's so I have to imagine it's like a completely different game, yeah. even if it's a and remake. And it's half a game. I think John's point is strong too. You're, it's only oh, half it's the whole thing. It's, it's not, not even. It half doesn't. The game. It's like it the doesn't opening. really feel like. It still feels like a full yeah. game. And it's it's like the opening six or seven hours of the game. In the original yeah, game, I mean, was like if you can 30, call if you can hours. call Infinity War a full I movie, didn't. Yeah. I know you don't, Zach, because <laughs> I don't either. But like other people do, it's like it's. I guess it's kind of like that. I don't know. Infinity War was a full movie, and it was a fantastic. And one. I think I think with what this game does, <laughs> it it warrants it warrants it enough to be its own title. Like it isn't just a remake. Mm-hmm. Like even it, it makes some changes to the story enough to the point that I am extremely excited about where it's going and I'm not even sure where it's going like I that's cool I have like a vague outline like I'm sure we're going to revisit like Junon and like these you know iconic places but I don't think it's going to play the same way as it did before do we know are there just going to be two installments or three do we know yet they have not said how many no seven there's going to be seven (laughs) yeah Final Fantasy VII Part Seven. Yeah, on the PlayStation 32 or some shit. I don't know. I still can't believe how a game like this had so much hype behind it and it lived up to it. Like, this is a game that should have pissed off a lot of people. Like, oh, it's not my combat system. Oh, they, you know, mm-hmm. Aerith curses now. That's not cool. It's like, no, <laughs> no, that's like a, it makes her more of a character. No, this, it all works. I mean, had Cloud been made into a girl, then people would have been more upset. <laughs> Not my Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I replayed a chapter today where you do virtually nothing. You just kind of meet this person, then you are their bodyguard for an hour, and you walk around with them. And it's my favorite level in any game of the past console generation. Like, it's 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 such a... It, there's not any huge combat moments or big beats. It's just this very slow getting to know these characters. And it's like, that's... It makes Final Fantasy VII even better, and I just I didn't think that was possible. I don't know how you've never played the Mass Effect games. It's Very just... different RPGs, but yeah, I, it's I've tried all of them, and I just couldn't get into them, and I don't know why. Like I'm as confused about it how as you bi- are. How big of an attempt did you give them? Was it like a Breath of the Wild <laughs> one hour attempt, or? <laughs> Uh, I put in like 14 or 15 hours into three, but most of that was probably in the multiplayer, actually. What? If for someone, just like how you're saying, like a story bit, I, I just, Mass Effect is probably my favorite story driven content in a video game. And it sounds like the year. I like how I just rich. said CPU and no one corrected me. It's like, what was I even trying to say? Computer PC. I know. I, NPCs. No, MP, no I, well, CPU I, works. I, the CP, the CPU is like the now. opponents. Like, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. when you're fighting against someone in Smash and it's like an AI, it's literally okay. called a CPU. Because it seemed weird to me. And I was like, wait, that means central processing unit. It's like is the computer. What the enemy computer. But it sounded wrong. Computer Guys, this is what it's like units. to have a migraine. It's just everywhere (laughs) okay i will play final fantasy 7 once they've released all of them on whatever current gen system (laughs) quality 
Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> that's, that's going to happen, that Zach. We, like, like I said, we might be dead. Or um, Yeah, by the time the last installation happens, they'll be remaking this remake. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, if they give oh. it to me for free, then I'll, I'll, I'll probably bite. If who gives it to you for free? Like PlayStation Plus. PlayStation, oh, okay, yeah. PlayStation Plus or something. But my last thing is my favorite piece of music, my favorite like soundtrack from anything is Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. And they've brought it, you know, they've remastered it, they've remixed some of the songs, and they've made it to, like, it's incredible to listen to. I've, like, listened to it so much when I'm, like, working or writing that, uh, I think it's Nobuo Umatsu, the artist behind that, is my most listened to artist on Spotify. <laughs> like, that's what happened at the end of this year. I was, like, I was pretty surprised. It's, like, and then I got, like, Rick Astley and a couple people right below that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh... Pretty, it was like, Are oh, you just rickrolling yourself all the time? Is that what's how Rick Astley oh, made that, it? Oh, that and uh, fuck, what's, uh, Together Forever is also fucking awesome. Alright, I have to stop you from nerding out. Yep, fair enough. Lauren. Back when I was feeling broken I focused on a prayer uh, you want to do your runners up first, Lauren, and I'll put it in the document. My runners up would probably be uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was probably up there. Woo! Um, Palm Springs was my favorite movie of the year, followed closely by Emma, but we can just go with Palm Springs because it was just so hilarious. Um, probably Taylor Swift's Folklore. And for TV, I would go with... Bly Manor, probably. That's that's a good one for sure. My actual pick, surprising no one, would be The Last of Us 2. Like, it's hard to talk about. Like, it's one of those games where I would probably say it's my favorite game ever made. It's not one that you can replay a lot. Like, it's not like a Star Fox 64 or something, but I think it's the most not the affected. Game I thought you were going to pull, but okay. I just remember, I played it, I played it a lot when I was little. I've never been so affected by a video game in like, maybe not even, I mean, I'm sure there's other things that have hit me really hard, like Atonement reading that book hit me really hard, but it's just one of those things that like, I, it's not even facetious me saying that after I played that game, I legitimately lost sleep. Like for a week, I didn't feel like eating just because I was so like, just moved and upset by it. But um. I don't know. It's just such a journey where you start playing as Ellie and you're just so gung-ho in the rage of what happens. And you're so excited to be getting this, like on this quest for vengeance. And then partway through, they like just flip everything on its head and you're playing as a different character. And it becomes the story of just like forgiveness in whether it's like that character, if you can forgive them or yourself and like the journey Ellie goes on herself just dealing with the ramifications of what happened or not dealing with it. Like, I've just never been so moved by a video game. It's crazy. I think the people who gave up on the game, too, I think that's why, they, like, they they have never been affected by a game like that to this extent either. And I think even, it's that it, same. So even, I got a couple of questions. And also stop me if you guys have expounded on this. You guys did the one-off episode that I know that people mm-hmm. should go and listen to if you yeah, have to. Ben and I wrote a write-up for it and we did the podcast episode. Um, we had a lot to say. But, <laughs> yeah, but like, so, 
I guess I have two questions. The first being like, how does that match with the emotional impact of the first one? Because the first one also had a wallop of an emotional impact in mm-hmm. at multiple times. Um, yeah. I think the second game is exponentially better than the first game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say gameplay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. The stories, the stories are both incredible. I think they're like, yeah. I mean, they're both really good, but this, like, just what the themes this game explores is just something I never would have expected, which is selling video game short, and I very much believe their art forms or whatever. But it's like, I just never expected to feel this way about a video game. So my second yeah. question then is, with the pushback, was that because of, what, like, was it because of when they make you play as abby for a little bit like what was the what was the it's like half the game it's not a little they would they would be wrong because it comes at the absolute perfect point to switch but like what, what, but was that the brunt of the complaints about the game because i also heard like no oh they no it was trans and yeah it was anti-trans anti-gay stuff the main problem was was that a certain character was killed and everyone quit the game at that point because they were so mad and then transphobia <laughs> You're so moved by a character that at one point in the game, you're being forced to do something and you just feel like dirty and ashamed that the game is making you do something. And you're like fighting back tears like it. Yeah, like full on put down crying. the controller, Ugh. take some deep breaths and like, you're like I guess I just have in to do this now. In a non questioner way, because the first time I had yeah. a friend discuss the, the first Last of Us to me, he was talking to me about like never before having played a game where you were not satisfied or on board with the main character's choices and like mm-hmm. being like having no choice but to like go like go through that though and i i think we yeah. all are can kind of under like based on what we've like played from the like we understand what that was at the end of the first game so how does that mm-hmm. moment then compare to like the moments that you're talking about now. Oh, this is so much okay. worse. <laughs> like there's there's a moment where I literally screamed in horror because I didn't want to do something. <laughs> With this game, I definitely want to play it again. The gameplay is amazing. And like just the way certain like transitions from scene to scene are so well done in just the way you can move through this world. It's amazing gameplay. The problem for me is just that I was so like brutally beaten down by the story that like you have to be ready to go through it again. I, I, I look back on Neil Druckmann, like one of the first things he said about the game after it was announced was the first Last of Us is about love. This one is about mm-hmm. hate. And, and just grief. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I was like, man, how dark could it be? And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, like <laughs> I thought. I thought the first game was dark. This is this is that was you know minor league shit. Mm-hmm. That's weird that he describes it that way because I would say they're different. They're opposite. <laughs> like yeah, I like, mean, I think you could exp- yeah, you could describe both of them as either of yeah. those. I don't see. Uh, I'm not sure about the first. Well, one. I feel like the I mean, first one is about one, so building. The first one. What are the two words? Love and what was the other one? Rage? What was the second word? Oh, hate. Yeah, I don't know if I would describe the first one as hate. I mean, love 100%. Yeah, because it's it's the love building between Ellie and Joel. But I think the the last of us two you could say is love because it's, I mean, it's lesson on hate is it's not worth it. It's destructive. In a sense, like you should love. I I have a question and I hate to be this guy, but is there any... 
<laughs> what did you say, Zach? Nothing. <laughs> Would you say there's any sort of exploration of kind of um, the type of like tribalism or dualism that we're seeing pervading our like real society like right now? Do we? Um, Not really. I mean, there is there's a community in this game that would very much be Republicans, but like, no, I don't know. Um, I don't think, yeah. It, sorry. No, go ahead. It's, but. it's more interested in religion than politics. Put it that. I mean, aren't they the same for many yes. people? <laughs> this is a game you yeah. shouldn't talk about, you know, at family dinner mm-hmm. or like at work, you know, you don't discuss religion, politics, the joke fell flat. I'm sorry. I mean, it has, <laughs> it, 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 it has everything. One sect of bad guys are like borderline like antifa-y and the, and the other ones is like religious zealousy yeah and it doesn't it, it it's not trying to be that political it, it i mean it, it is very sharp and thematic and discussing and showing the extremities of these things but it's not mm-hmm. trying to be political about it if that makes any yeah. sense if, if anything it's trying to show the humanity like through everything yeah. through everyone yeah. so it just yeah. makes you feel even more like shit like <laughs> yeah yeah it i think the yeah. thing the one of the strongest things it does is that it doesn't glorify the like the what's the right word for it um just like no, like the post apocalyptic porn vi- vibes like yeah. people oh, that yeah. get off on like oh like when the world goes away i'm gonna be able to do whatever the fuck i want like it is i mean you could say it glorifies that through ellie's section for a bit and then it makes you feel really dirty about <laughs> yes. it well, yes. it doesn't and be, but it also doesn't make it look it never makes it look like oh boy this is fun this is it's fun. like yes, hey exactly. i need to do this to survive no i would say i mean you I, I might just be a bad person but i feel like i was just so wrapped up in anger in Ellie's section that when you were fighting certain people, I was just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, wait, no, maybe I shouldn't feel this way. You've been trained to feel that way by like all kinds of video games. And this game's just no, like, don't tell people that <laughs> video games <laughs> cause violence. <laughs> like, no. I mean, I viewed Ellie as a pretty bad person in the first, I know I was different than you guys, but yeah, she was definitely well, I mean, going down a dark path. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. not up for debate. Uh, I, I still no, think... for sure. Well, I mean, that's why this game works as well as it does because, like, you relate to her so fully, and then you start to realize that it's like, oh, turns out she's the villain in someone else's story, or can be the mm-hmm. villain in someone else's story, and you—it's just so dynamic. It just every time I don't know every time you kill somebody in this game, you feel they're like the game is littered with people calling out for their friends and horror. Yeah, and, or like, you just hear it, them, it does like, not. It does. It is blood. not trying to glorify yeah. death and violence, uh, even it's though even it's worse. Full of it. It's even worse yeah. when you kill a dog. Yes, <gasps> Alice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because the dogs have names. Like they do. At one like, point, I accidentally killed Bear, and yeah, like, I, like you just bear, hear the handler just like boy? Bear, no. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. This game makes you feel like a real shit heel. Yeah, like the number of times I died in a certain section of this game that I struggled so much because they added dogs to it and I didn't want to kill any of them. So I died so many times, but uh, it's so good. Like, it's just, it's not even that the story's so good. It's, <laughs> it's just so good. a complete game all around. The gameplay's great. The music I, is phenomenal. How does the gameplay change? Is, is the gameplay that significantly different from the first one? 
Yeah, it, it's a lot faster. Yeah, a lot I mean, more fluid. It just, yeah, uh, it more it keeps evolving whether different like like just by the addition of different enemy sets. Like it keeps changing so that you never feel comfortable for a lot of it. And like, it adds like new mechanics. Like you can kind of you can go prone and stuff like that. Yeah, so you can hide. In like glass. I mean, I stealth so much that through these games that I feel like I didn't get to fully exp- or like even experience some of the gameplay because you'll watch these clips that people put online <laughs> of just like all the action and just like everything they were capable of doing to fight through these certain areas and it's just like I want to be that person that's an action yeah, hero right like there you said you sent me a clip of like someone swinging off a rope and then landing onto yeah. a paper and stabbing it in the head I'm like yeah when, it's like I did, when there's can you so do many this things. uncharted shit yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah but it's like there's so many things I see people doing that I didn't even realize was possible to do in the game and it's just so great and it's just like uh just another thing, thinking of things that were possible. This game, it starts, like, I think hopefully it's starting a trend where it's just very, very um, accessible to different people. Like, you have to go through, like, three or four pages in the beginning of the game to set up just accessibility things, whether it's, like, for me, it'd be colorblind stuff. But, like, just they make it so so many different people Mm-hmm. can play the game and I think experience they, it which I, is really cool i think they won an award for that like oh they a- have won numerous awards for it hopefully that's a trend that you'll see um pervade the entire yep. like, gaming system last of us three you want it yes uh yes okay. I'm, I'm scared of it but <laughs> yes <laughs> on the one hand i mean on the one hand i feel like certain characters i'd be fine if their stories were it, like mm-hmm. ended here but like I would also definitely not turn down more content with them. Like if you've played the game, you know how the the menu for the once you beat the game, the menu changes. The oh, image, I cried. And it's like, oh. yeah. And uh, if we continued on in that storyline and left even left some of these other characters, I'd be fine with it. But I hope we don't leave them. But also, I would be fine. Okay, with the it, fact that you know? guys are like applauding the menu change at the end means like I oh, it's like it's, seriously though yeah. you see it and you're just like oh. it's worth like you're bawling through it it's yeah. so good unless you unless you completely uh misunderstood what was happening at the end of the game and did not resonate yeah. the same way. <laughs> like I did yeah Zach Zach thought something really bad was happening to one character in the end of the game it was like what the fuck is going on that Lord and I are like what are you talking about that didn't happen the thing is I think I think what would be interesting is that they could, if they make a third game, mm-hmm. it could be more of a like heroic, happy thing. <laughs> I would love some. Which I would, would love be, some which happiness. would be, which would be a, which would be a, which would be a palpable <laughs> turn from what yeah. we just went through. Like you can still have like horrifying situations and like. But like as I in in our podcast, I laid out what I think the third game could be, and it could make it a way to make it really exciting and like fist pumping and uh, really cool. So, uh, The Last of Us, good game. And I would also gladly take some Dina DLC of exploring <laughs> her past. That'd be pretty cool. Yes, and with yeah, well, I can't say that, but um, there, there's <laughs> would, a lot of room I for Dina love... in the during the. 
extent of this game to explore too i would mm-hmm. i would love some levin yara stuff mm-hmm. like i think that'd be really cool uh, and something we didn't really talk about too is like just the flashbacks the way those are integrated into <sighs> this game were also so well done where you're just like you're having the typical yes. action oh, yeah. game and then yes. you'll go back and have these memories it, like it's so nice and loving but it also hurts so bad yeah, like, how can how can you do better than the giraffe moment in the last of us one and then they just they found a way <laughs> <laughs> damn it oh i understand this reference <laughs> <laughs> no um, ben mentioning I'm, I'm glad you brought this up ben mentioning his favorite final fantasy 7 game moment was just a very simple thing what the, the mm-hmm. there's a flat the flashback to the museum in mm-hmm. the yeah. last of us 2 is one of the best things i've ever seen it in anything so ever yeah. It, yeah. It, it involves n- no fighting <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah. so far outside of like what the rest of the game is yeah. yeah and there's some references to my favorite movie so that just gives it bonus <laughs> stars at this point like, <laughs> okay hold on zach before you yeah. go can i i have one last honorable mention that i think y'all should play but at least lauren and zach you guys have a switch um i need to get hades but that's not what you're gonna say. But. To the moon. I was gonna. Say that's it. another. Oh yeah, yeah. that's I, another I, game. I've known I've had absolutely. to play this like forever. Uh. That game destroyed me, like <laughs> almost as much as The Last of Us Two did. I'll play that, and then I'll give you something that has numerous seasons that ended this year that you need to watch, which is She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. <laughs> I've heard good things. It's really good. Like I love it. Also, I forgot one of my honorable mentions since we're also giving things Among Us. We still need to play Among Us among all of us. <laughs> oh, should How, we do Fall like, Guys? Yeah, I was going to say, should our baby Yoda for this year be Fall Guys? <laughs> Lauren got a crown! Actually, I'm surprised one of John's wasn't normal people just because of all that sexiness. <laughs> I never saw normal people. It's good. I really liked it. Solid. Very good performances. A lot of sex. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Zach. No, you're okay. Miles Morales. You didn't mention that one, did you, Ben? I I don't know. Like, it wasn't, like, it's great, but I don't think it's, like... It's better than the first game. I was going to say, I Zach, say I thought that. you said that. I think it has better pacing than the first one. I, I think still need to get to it. I think everything else is better than the first one. Uh, you know, one of my honorable mentions, uh, what was the... Uh, the music video Phoebe Bridgers just put out. The dog in that is an honorable mention for me. <laughs> <laughs> Best performance of the year. <laughs> My runner-ups. Uh, I'm going to run through a bunch of music. I really took in music this year. Uh, Caroline Rose, superstar. Ooh, Caroline Rose, queen. Beach Bunny, honeymoon. <laughs> that was good. Caroline Polachek, Pang. Elizabeth, or Hazel English, wake up. Uh, Waxahachie St. Cloud was probably one of my top three albums of the year. Uh, the new Car Seat Headrest album was great. Uh, the new Haim album is incredible. Uh, Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters was marvelous. Uh, Madeline Kenny, Sucker Punch Lunch, also great. Couple more, couple more. Uh, Varsity, Fine Forever, one of my favorite new finds of the year. Uh, Notion, Nation of Language, their album is like so, so good. Another late find. Uh, MXM Tune released two EPs this year, Dawn and Dust. Also excellent. And uh, the last couple, the Taylor Swift I said I was a big fan of. Mm-hmm. But also Sylvanesso's new album, Free Love, 
is incredible. You can dance to, um, as well as Deep Sea Diver, Impossible Weight, and Casey Johansson, No Better Time. Were those all females? No, there's a couple males in there. Okay. But I listened to... In all fairness, I hadn't heard of most That's of okay. those. So. <laughs> uh, it's a trip no, down think... Indie Road with Sarah. I also had some music. There was a soccer mommy. Oh, yeah. Color Theory. Yes. Samia with uh, The Baby. And Gordy with our two skins. Oh, the Dua Lipa album I listened to for the mm. first time all the way through this last week. And that thing is a banger. Uh, Miley's new album is also really good as well. So was Phoebe Bridger's whole album. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, Punisher. I'm not as high as on them as you guys are. but In The Haunting of Bly Manor and The Last of Us 2 had really good soundtracks. <laughs> but, uh, oh, a game. I think the one game I would have considered was Hades, I think. Miles Morales was a lot of fun, but playing both of those back to back, I wouldn't say the pretty much um, the Spider Man, mm-hmm. the the I didn't play the new Spider Man until this year, um, or the the Spider Man PS4 game until this year. Um, oh, one play- one more music honorable mention sure. was One Beat Angel, which is the dance the dance uh, track somebody made from all the Final Fantasy VII songs. <laughs> <laughs> but Hades was excellent. <laughs> I maybe it would have got there. I got distracted at some point. I never actually escaped Hades. Oh well, so you know, you know that you. Yeah, I know you get barely got in. like. You have to like in order to get the true ending. You have to escape. I think ten times. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, but I was like, I did it once, and I'm like, okay, I. Like, yeah, but no. that's yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the game to go on sale. Like, I'll buy it with my Christmas money. I think it's on sale right now. Um. Nice. I'll have to get it. But yeah, Hades was a blast every time I played. I never got bored with that game. I, like, I, I'm just not big into roguelike games, but I've heard this one. Entry, yes, it's a great entry-level yeah. roguelike. And there's yeah, there's a there's a mode you can turn on where every time you die, I think you get like two percent more defense. Mm. So like, if you die enough, you're you're pretty good. Like, <laughs> you'll have a nice. I think it caps at like eighty percent. Yeah, I think I was. I probably did fifty to sixty runs. I would say, um, maybe a couple. You more. know what else? Something else that had a good year this year. Chess, thanks to the Queen's yes. Gambit. Yeah, which is another great show. TV show I would uh, throw out would be Ted Lasso. Uh, was oh, I heard it's incredible. incredible. Yeah, and I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Movie wise, Tenet, and I'm thinking of ending things. Um, as well Wait, as Tenet's, Tenet's an honorable mention. As well as Mank. Those are all some of my favorite movies of the year so far. But my pick for the year is... David Burns American Utopia, which is Oh my god, we haven't actually done yours yet. Uh, I no, thought we, we were haven't. done. <laughs> <laughs> it is a film version of his Broadway show by Spike Lee. It was based off of the original tour of his album American Utopia and he turned it into a Broadway show and it's all everybody is wearing a gray suit. All the instruments are mobile. And the band is live and doing all these choreography things. And um, I'm a huge Talking Heads fan. The film has a number of 
Talking Heads songs in it, but it also has a good number of David Byrne's works as well. And it is just a, on a, on its face, it's a fun two-hour concert movie thing that is just so great to watch. And it's very, I, I, I actually hope to still, apparently they're going to open up again next year on Broadway and the end of the year they're hoping to. So if I'm vaccinated and that happens, a goal is to go see this on Broadway next. But apparently they did fucking, they did their off-Broadway practice run in san francisco and i somehow didn't know about it very frustrated to learn that why i would pick it is uh when this came out i think i had only listened the cast recording of it came out late last year but the movie came out in october and i don't think i had really listened to the album only maybe once but watching the movie and just putting it all together and spike lee's direction and the brilliant you know the 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 it, it's a very minimalist stage but it's really cool they do so much so many cool things with choreography and lighting it just sucks you in and when it came out it was felt even more prescient because it's basically david byrne just trying to say humans are great we should love each other and it's just about positivity and how we need to change the world and make it a better place and it was a excellent solve right before the election as we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen so it's the last of us two's message <laughs> but it's in a good way yes <laughs> okay but got it. i mean david byrne is a, is a genius and his the songs some i didn't know very well my favorite song off the album is probably the song lazy which he apparently did with a uh, was him on a dj track at one point of somebody he did the lyrics for someone's beat it's just joyful and amazing but then also it makes you cry at the end like i will cry <laughs> at the end of over the last um the last two songs, the the encore is Road to Nowhere, which is the Talking Heads best song, probably, which is incredible. But uh, the last two songs are actually one is a um, it's a Alicia Keys um, cover of a song that she did at the Women's March. And it's uh, called Hell You Talking About. And it's just Wait, basically how do you pronounce a- that, Zach? <laughs> yeah. What was that? Hell You Talking About. T-A-L-M-B-O-U-T um but he opens the song like he's she, he asked her permission to do the song as a white man of a certain age to do this song and she's like the song's for everybody and i think it just is this perfect culmination of david byrne and his his band's arrangement of it and then the stage production of it and it, the song is basically a chant and then in between the chorus they just they just list names of all these people of color who have lost their lives to police violence and in between that's effective on its own just hearing the song but spike lee really doesn't put a stamp on the show until that segment and it while you're watching that song be performed it cuts to family members of the people that have died holding up a set you know a picture of the victim and it is just like i'm getting the tingles thinking about it. like it is incredibly powerful stuff and it is so well done and the final song which is um uh, one fine day is just this ballad done by burn that just sums up humanity and hope and yeah i don't know it's just an amazing powerful piece of media and i think everybody should watch it but if you have not watched david burns utopia put it american utopia it's on hbo max i highly recommend it um, as one of my favorite things of this year and something we should never forget, nor there, we just we can take so much from this two hour Broadway production of just great music. John, do you have our predictions from last year up? 
I do. So our predictions of last year. So Ben's was... I think one of mine was Black Widow. Wait, I think I remember what mine was. Can I guess? Well, ben, go ahead. Bill and Ted. Yep. It was, yeah, Ben's was Bill and yeah. Ted Face the Music. Lauren's was The Last of Us 2. Um, <laughs> so she got it right on the money there. Zach was either a new Wes Anderson or Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Which I neither came to out. To be I don't fair, think we got... it probably would have been that. I guess the the French French Dispatch what uh, has not come out yet. Comes out. Okay, gotcha. For me, parentheses. Remember, he fell asleep. Close parentheses. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm curious to go back and see if you guys were guessing for me or Avatar Two unannounced Julian Baker album, which her latest single Faith Healer is a jam. I love it. So Wait, I think I her album comes out that. in February. Maybe? That, yeah, I'm excited. Do what, that sounds right. That sounds right. And then uh, random YouTube video. I don't know what that means. So I'm excited to re- <laughs> listen to we that. We must have I, guessed I those was... for him. That sounds like Ben picking Avatar 2 for him. <laughs> Lauren, like, I would have said random YouTube video because didn't, didn't, wasn't the Nas X thing like a video of I him like so, with yeah. kids or something? Yeah. Like at a school? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the reason why I really uh, leaned into the Lil Nas X phenomenon from last year. All right. Well, now that Last of Us and Final Fantasy VII are off the board, I'm intrigued to hear what Ben and cool. Lauren are going to pick for their predictions for next year. My prediction, I oh, guess I, I can still, know. I can, I would just take the same thing, honestly. Like, oh, I can't wait to see Wes Anderson into the West Paul like, Thomas Anderson yeah. movie. So mine, mine will either be Horizon, the new Horizon Zero Dawn game, or the new that God was- of War. New God of War those are the two like year. I guarantee I, I, I don't think so. Those are both the ones like I was leaning more towards uh Forbidden West than God of War. I'm Ragnarok. surprised you're not picking um Resident Evil Village. I'm like I I think Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War were better than yeah. Resident Evil Seven. So that's I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited. Like if if we had like another Dead Space coming out, yeah, everything else just moves. What's the fuck what's off the, the board, game but... where you just play as the cat Stray? Stray's oh, gonna be awesome. Stray. That could be great. I'm excited. Best that. game of 2021. I'm calling it. <laughs> Trying to, I can't like just so many movies have been pushed, and I can't think of any of them yeah, off the top of I my can, head. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, last night in Soho <laughs> I'm, I'm, could be a sleeper pick. The new I'm Wright still movie. excited for Black Widow. The Green Knight. Where we get that? Oh, is is, I am t- is oh, last Green night Soho is be, actually really good. like? Is that confirmed for next year? No, he's done. The movie's done. It's in the can. It's yeah. <gasps> yes. That's uh, Anya Taylor Joy in an Edgar Wright thriller thing. Yeah, that's gonna be ooh, yeah. The new Bond, maybe, hopefully. What about Robert Eggers' movie? Is that next year too? I think it might the, get out to come out the next Viking year. The Norse movie or yeah. whatever. Ooh, A Quiet Place too. I think Eternals is something we're really sleeping. Chloe Zhao is being she's, I'm she might win for Best Eternals. Director this year for Nomadland, and she is the director of Eternals. I'm excited because yeah. what um it sucks oh, that oh, Nanjiani's in it. Mm-hmm. It's like that's about all I know about oh, Eternals. Gemma, Gemma Chan, which. No, that she entire was, cast looks Gemma stacked. Chan yeah. was in the new Steven Soderbergh movie. That was the first time I feel like I've seen her in a larger role. She is delightful and incredibly attractive. Wasn't she in Captain Marvel? Yeah, she was an alien. She's also in Eternals. Yeah. They, re- they cast her as a different person in Eternals. Because I think she was so under the radar in Captain Marvel. 
Spider-Man 3, the new whatever home Spider-Man, oh, also God. could end up if being get... one of the craziest fucking movies ever made. Yeah. I, but that's 20, is that 2021? It's supposed to come out next December. If it lives up okay. to all the, like, if it, it actually delivers on the rumors that we're hearing, like, I will, oh my God. Like, my, my... I don't know what I would do. Like, man, this, this cast is stacked. Um, there's also a Terrence Malick Jesus movie coming out. John, uh, uh, I look forward to re- reviewing that with a you. A Jesus movie? <laughs> I mean, what movie by Terrence Malick hasn't been a Jesus movie, <laughs> if you really think about it? Did you see um, the one, the the last one he did, the about the conscientious objector? Um, it's really good. Um, Wait, is that Knight of Cups? No, 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 no. It's after oh, that. Oh, the other one. Oh, I did hear about the other one, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard I'm gonna, that one was really I'm good. I'm going to change mine. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Batman. Not till 2022. Mm. Wait, what? Oh, shit, that's right. Damn it! Oh, why do we have to wait so long for that? Robert Pattinson got COVID. Let's that's see, what why. else comes out? <laughs> Dune comes out. The Suicide Squad. Candyman. What about that? That'll be good. I'm excited for that. There's also a new Matrix movie coming out next year. I mean... I've got my fingers crossed that the Uncharted movie is good. At one point, the Snyder Cut was a pick for me, but now it's definitely not. <laughs> wait, why not? Oh, because it's like four I'm just, hours I'm long. just so over it. And um, they didn't add any more Superman to it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They might I'll have gone back at this flag. point. Wait, so, so what are what are people's actual predictions? Mine is a new pick by a new movie. One of the new Anderson movies, either PTA or, or okay. West. Mine's Forbidden West or God of War 2. My sneaky yeah, pick I'm, is Blonde. What, what is it? God of War Ragnarok? Is that what Ragnarok, it is? Ragnarok, yeah. yeah. Wait, is Thor Love and Thunder next year? No. No. <gasps> Shit. The next that would definitely the, be Black. Bla- Black Widow, <laughs> Eternals, Shang Chi, and Spider Man Three are the MCU movies planned for this next year. I can't. I can't say Spider Man Three yet. So Ben, you said you're in the same boat as Lauren. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. Okay. So for Forbidden West and Julian Baker's new album, those are my picks. Uh, Forbidden um, West and Ragnarok. Lauren will never pick a music thing because then she'd have to talk about it in an artful way. <laughs> I know it's the worst, guys. <laughs> but but the fact that you're making that for Julian Baker says a lot about who this artist is. She, Did you like, guys see? I kid you not. I have listened to I listened to songs off of um, "Sprained Ankle" to go to bed every single night. Like since I've listened to that album, I listen to her music every single day. What? Hey, you haven't I listened think... to her as much as I've listened to Nobu Uematsu. Right? <laughs> or or never gonna so give I can't you get up. The stats. <laughs> John, for the love of God, make a pick so we can end this podcast. <laughs> oh, a pick for next year if it actually happens is the Critical Role animated show. Oh, cool. John, pick a fucking prediction. Um, yeah, this is really hard. I like, I don't really know because I'm not really, I think also like the lack of being able to watch like movies in theaters has like dampened like that experience also for me so like even if i see like a really cool trailer like i i'm not as like anticipated anticipated i don't anticipate as much the marvel films for sure though i think like i think eternals and it's like your uh, woke wet dream it's like the most diverse cast ever in a marvel movie oh my god um spider-man and like uh like lauren was saying uh shang chi i think i'm just really excited for simi lu I also, I think the one, the Marvel property that I think I'm the most excited for, though, and not just because, like, it comes out the soonest, but I'm interested in the format and, like, the story, WandaVision looks, like, dope. I'm excited for that. And looking at, like, the past trailers, I'm, like, 
I'm like so enthralled and, and excited to see like what they're gonna do. Um, especially because it looks like they're going for something like really like campy and corny with the humor. Um, but then also like kind of dark and kind of sinister like underneath, and like they're gonna be playing between the two tensions like really well. Um, I think so, yeah, I so think I, Loki has I, potential to be something really awesome this mm-hmm. year too. Black Widow's name. I saw a list of like the shows that they are kind of taking influences from from uh for One Division, and it was like I saw Friends, and I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm good. I'm gonna dive right in. This is all I well, need. And just the idea that they're like they're trying to pay homage to a lot of classic timeline or times in American like television history and like a lot of genres, whether it's the I Love Lucy kind of format or uh, Full House, Roseanne, like these kind of these family sitcoms that really pulled people together around the TV and kind of. I, I think that's going to be really interesting. There's apparently um, comic I think canon it's... that supports this too. Um, oh but... yeah, House of M. Mm-hmm. No, not even that. Because it's they're like there's a Wanda Vision Vision and Wanda series, which is like mm-hmm. them trying to be the Cleavers. Oh, which is basically yeah, yeah. And it yeah. goes terribly. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren's <laughs> eating a snack. Me. That's how long we've been going. Um, she's getting hungry. I just wanted you. I started talking about D and D. I wanted to show you what Kyle. One of the I things saw, Kyle got a, me for that's Christmas. A mimic, right? it, it's a mimic. That's awesome. <laughs> but there's just Tootsie Rolls in here for now. <laughs> John. The last thing I'm going to say is, and this is kind of cheating because I already have it, but this artist I discovered randomly on Twitter. Um, Sydney Sprague, who her album will be coming out in February, I believe. And also my interview with her will be coming out before the end of the year. <laughs> before um, the end of the year. <laughs> um, her Wait, new before album the is, end of or, this year? No. <laughs> yes, before the end of this year. Um, it's her, it's, one of the it's things her first album? Uh, she's like released like a bunch of other stuff independently, but this is like if her this first this is like, the person on... Release. She, she pulled a lot of her older stuff off of Spotify, kind of because of it, but... It's it's incredible. It's awesome, and I am so excited for it because I was already following her on uh, Spotify. Next year, we plan on doing some new releases. The next couple episodes you're going to hear from us will be the last two 2020 new releases, much to Lauren's chagrin that we didn't wait for them to be <laughs> put out. That's Wonder Woman 84 and Soul, Pixar Soul. Uh, we'll then jump into flashbacks in the month of January, four of those, and then we plan on coming back with another genre series, which has just finally dropped in this last week that this has been coming out. I think we can say the premise for that we decided was love story and we'll see how everybody interprets that yay but until then i'm zach oldenberg you can find us find me wherever you can find at zach oldenberg you can find us at middlerow.com and you can uh rate and review the podcast apparently it helps i completely forgot you're in the same house as your mom right now and you just talked to her on the phone <laughs> <laughs> It's for comedic effect. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear, and you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. My mom's trying to give me a bowl of pomegranate right now. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Hashtag know the. I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Wonder Woman 84 and Soul. We don't know which one's coming out first yet. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.
Hey, uh, do you want to say hi on the podcast? No, you just no, you just have to no, no, you just have to talk right now. Talk into the mic. Just say hi. Just say hello. Okay, from here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Just say hello. Okay, hello. That's my mom, everyone. Okay, that's it. <laughs> don't be, don't be nervous. No one listens to this. No need to be nervous. <laughs> no, this is this is a fruitless endeavor. But we appreciate you caring about it. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. My new pick for 2021 is the replacement of John with his mom on this podcast. <laughs>